And yes, I've started the recording. Over to you. Thanks, Jane. Right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to meeting 10 of the events committee. Um, can we start by any apologies for absence, Joe? I don't think we have any. I think we've got a full committee. You have got a full committee, yes. Okay, thank you. Are there any declarations of interest? Not that I'm aware of. Anybody? No. Okay, and can we quickly um, agree the minutes of the previous meeting, which was held on the 19th of January? Any issues with that? No. Okay, perfect, thank you. Um, I'm going to invite members of the public to speak. Um, on this one, uh, the only person I know wanting to speak uh, is Mike uh, regarding the uh, post any post COVID plans we might have. So he's going to introduce himself. So if you if you'd like to introduce yourself, Mike, and uh, you've got up to five minutes. Okay, no worries. Cheers, Ryan. Uh, yes, I'm Mike. I'm Mike. Um, I've also got Gary and Liam listening in as well. Um, we run uh, a concern called Future Sounds. Uh, we used to do events in Bodrum, obviously before COVID started. I've also got a community radio show we do, uh, we've done live streams, raising money for NHS charities throughout lockdown. So yeah, we saw that uh, Fodrum Town Council have a post-COVID event, or at least some budget for it. Um, so yeah, we were just keen to learn what sort of plans are in place already, if any. And uh, obviously we're keen to get involved if there's a working group. Um, we've got ideas of our own, which I won't go into now. But, um, obviously, yeah, why, while we do more sort of electronic music, and obviously we know there's lots of people in Prodrum, you know, bands, performers. So we're keen to do something that gets the whole town involved, people of all ages, that sort of bring people together once this is over and something to look forward to with everyone. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. But until, until we know what's, uh, what you guys have got planned already, um, that's about as far as, uh, as far as we can go at the moment. Brilliant. Uh, thanks, Mike. I think further on the agenda under item 126, we, we are going to discuss it later and we, we may look at um, forming some working groups. So you might want to stick around and just hear what we're, what we're going to discuss or I can, I can get back to you. If, you. if you've got a log out, I can get back to you uh, via email. That's fine. Um, I'll stick around. I'll stick around. Okay, perfect. Um, are there any other members of the public wanting to speak? I think... Um, Anything from you, Ian? No, nothing from Ian. Uh, not at the moment, thanks, Ryan. But um, I suppose the only thing to do is just say, uh, in line with what um, Mike has just contributed, um, as you know, I've got a whole pile of equipment that I've already offered to you for any event. So just really sort of reinforce that. But you're quite right. Nobody knows, and I don't even think Boris knows. Well, no, it's just all very fluid at the moment, isn't it? So it's going to be difficult to put anything in on definite dates, I think. But we'll come to that shortly then. Um, okay, let's go to item 123, which was the Christmas Festival Working Group. And I think we said when we met in January that um, Joe and I were going to meet with a few representatives from the uh, Festival Working Group, firstly to, to thank them for their hard work which went on throughout the whole of December last year but also to try and iron out any previous issues and, and get some good relationships between the working group and um, so that was item A um, 
So Joe jo and I attended the meeting, um, all really positive. And I, I know the the group have gone away and drafted a constitution um, so that they can effectively set up on their own um, away from um, FTC. Uh, we're going to... Uh, the constitution is attached to the agenda and we've all seen that. So I think can we approve that that is noted, but then I'm going to ask Michelle if she will mind jumping in and, and presenting to us um, and she can uh, present that plan uh, of how we see the working group moving forward for, for this year's event. Um, is that okay with you, Michelle? That's fine. Can I... if, either, if either you or Joe might want to share your screen so that we can see the um, that PowerPoint that you put together. I know you put a lot of time into that, so I don't want it not to be shown to everybody. Uh, so I don't have authorization to share at the moment. Joe, can, can you share it if possible, please? You're, you're on mute, Joe. Unmute and then share screen. So in terms of pace, how quickly do you want me to move through it? Should I assume everybody's taken a first read over the document or do you want no. me to go through it step by step? As, as councillors, we've all been provided with this document. Uh, the, the public have been provided with the draft constitution but not this document um, so um, as councillors we'll leave any questions till the end if you want to go through it um, or do you want us to do questions slide by slide do you want to save them should we save them to the end save it all to the end then I'll, I'll let you uh, power through it and then um, we'll, we'll go till the end okay um, so Joe could you just go to uh, the introduction I think it's on page three So in short, the document sets out our proposal um, to look at a new way of working with FTC um, to ensure that we can continue to de deliver, you know, a fantastic Christmas festival. Um, so in short, who are we? Uh, we are a group of volunteers. Um, we, we formed in 2000, so the current cohort, we formed in June 2019. Uh, so we were strangers, uh, you know, hadn't worked together at all. Um, and it, over the past two years, so we've delivered two Christmas events and we've learned a great deal. Uh, and we think that if we form ourselves as a legal entity known as Frodham Christmas Festival Organising Committee, um, we think that, you know, it's going to drive efficiencies for us to continue to really grow and deliver a really great event. Um, so that's broadly who we are. Um, we can carry on going through. It, our mission, as it lays, lays out there, we just want to deliver a Christmas festival annually, an event which really surprises and delights the whole community. Um, you know, and we, we really do want to grow the economic well-being of Frodham. So we really want to make this an event that people stick in their calendars uh, and we're able to compete with our bigger city uh, competitors. So there has been a lot of debate around uh, 
past, let's say, past performance and spending. Um, but I do want to draw your attention to, with the fundraising that we raised in 2019, taking all of that fundraising into account, the total spend or the total cost incurred by Frodham Town Council over the two years is less than £1,700. And that includes the cost of this year's Christmas tree. Um, so in total, in 2019, we raised £8,433 uh, £8, in fundraising. And the total expenditure in 2019 was 7383. So we did actually have a carry, you know, a surplus of income. So allowing for that income against 2020 expenditures, um, yeah, it gets to a combined spend of less than £1,700 over the two years events. So then getting into the detail of how we want to work, um, can we go to page seven, please, Joe? This is just highlights of uh, the previous two years festivals, including everything that was delivered. So we, we want to establish a way of working, first and foremost, that is legal and compliant. But also it protects both the council and the organising committee from what we consider unfair criticism and will reference the Christmas tree. Uh, I'll go so far as to call it a debacle. Um, the third point is it affords the organising committee full creative licence. Uh, fourthly, it enables some elements of the festival to remain a, a surprise. So there are things that we want to do to surprise and delight the community. And if having the invoice discuss, discussed ahead of time, um, we, we lose that element of surprise. Now, we do want to maximise funding. So we had looked at potentially forming as a legal entity and collecting all of the funds for the total budget by way uh, as a, of a grant but then we are losing 20% essentially of the budget. So we would want to push as much expense through FTC as possible to limit the payment of VAT. Um, but as a legal entity, we would be able to supplement any incomes from Frodham Town Council with alternate grant opportunities and fundraising. It would also speed up decision-making so we wouldn't have to wait for event committee meetings um, and decisions on those. And um, the, the, the last point is we didn't want an arrangement where we had to routinely attend FTC meetings just because of the commitment to the organising committee time. So our proposal is that the Frodham Christmas Festival Organising Committee is established as a legal entity and we have our own bank account. Now we do have a formal constitution and that's included in the appendices. And we have already appointed three officer roles. So we do have a chair, treasurer and secretary. Uh, secondly, we propose that the council incur all of the costs that pertain to the infrastructure, legislation, health and safety and insurance costs. And that would include all of the main street lighting costs. But via a grant allocation from the council, the organising committee would fund what we're defining as all of the sparkle elements. So that's the cost of the entertain entertainers, the grotto, Christmas tree, any festival hunts and activities that we, we did. 
Uh, and now an outline budget can, is also included in the appendices. The proposal is that all incomes that are raised by the organising committee are paid into our own festival bank account, and that would be managed in accordance with our legal and financial constitution. And then lastly, in terms of how we feed back to, to the council, it's proposed that we would supply the council with a schedule for the event, including all risk assessments, September annually, and that a full breakdown of all expenditures that have been used on, you know, have been funded via the grant, uh, we would share full details of those expenditures with the council January annually. And that is it in a nutshell. Michelle, did you, I've read it somewhere, but I haven't heard you say it tonight. Did you cover the bit about the surplus that you raised in, in 19 being put in the fraudulent bank account and then you losing it? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and this, this is absolutely, um, this is not finger pointing. No, no, um, that's, what, that's what I want to yeah, outline to people yeah, what's happened and why yeah. we're going to do it this way. Yeah, so in 2019, it was what we, you know, a fantastic support by local businesses and we did um, raise an incredible sum of money. Now, we were just a new group of individuals. We'd never organised anything like this before. We were working differently to previous volunteers and likewise, you know, the council were responding to a group of new people who were working differently. Now, when we wrote originally raised that income we had raised it with the intent of it being spent on entertainment so we had wrongfully assumed that all expenditures would firstly be paid against the six thousand pound council budget and then so i think it was total expenditure was almost well one one thousand four hundred over the total budget we thought our funding would only be used to pay that fourteen hundred so we would have had a, a significant surplus. As it turns out, that didn't happen. So essentially the council paid zero in 2019. And we only had the 1,000 pound, 1,050,000 pound, what we thought carry over. Um, and then we did learn this year that the way funding works within the council, you can't carry over those type of incomes. So not only did we, so we lost that essentially as well. So the, this proposal would prevent those type of things from happening. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, if, if there is any surplus, it's only right that it goes back into you to, to provide any other series of one-off events or into the following year's festival, then it? it shouldn't really sit into something that's to do with FTC. So that the first I'd heard of it was when, when we met last month well, that was the first I found out that you couldn't roll over that surplus that you'd been advised uh, by, a mem by members of the, the working group to put into the FTC account. So it was disappointing for you as a working group that that, that money couldn't be carried over. Uh, Caroline, have you got a question? You just, um, just take yourself off mute. Yeah, I have. Um, sorry, I, I, I do recognise a few faces. Um, Caroline Ashton, I helped... I, worked with Mike Pusey on the Christmas festivals prior to 2019 for several years. And um, we had an account called Love Frodsham, which is where all the money 
um, that we collected from local businesses went into. Now, I'm, I'm not sure where that sits, and I don't know whether you know about the Love Frodsham account or whether you've made inquiries about it. I mean, I'm quite happy to work with you and um, see if I can locate it for you. So, um, so yes, sir. Um, so we are we are um, aware of that, that account and we have reached out to Mike. So what we're looking to do is to rep replicate the same arrangement prior to 2019. Um, and the reason um, for wanting to set up a new account, um, it, it, we need that full control in terms of um, being able to pay invoices, knowing, you know, even when we're arranging the stalls. So before we're giving somebody, someone a pitch, we need to be able to look into the account and say they've paid their pitch fees. Um, so it's about us having that full control is the reason behind it. Yeah, no, I was just wondering whether there, because I, I personally actually collected a lot of that money and I paid it into the Love Frodsham account. And all I'm saying is I'm just wondering whether, you know, there's some cash there that should really oh, okay. come back out. Now, um, I'm quite happy to make some inquiries and just see, because I, I'm not sure where this Love Frodsham, it must be sitting somewhere, um, but what it's intended for or who, is there a constitution for Love Frodsham? So, um if perhaps, I think you've probably got my details, but you can contact me via my council email. Let me have a couple of days, well, a week to ha have a look and I'll see if I can make some contacts and see if, you know, I can establish anything for you. Really? But please, you know, if you need any help, I'm more than happy to help. Great, thank you. Caroline, is it, is it worth you sharing with Michelle the, the document that you've sent me, the, the long one that's about 50 odd pages? Um, there's some really good stuff in that when I got round to reading it on how how Love Frodsham was run um, and it was a, a real good uh, toolkit, uh, a ready-made toolkit basically but um, you know I'm, I'm not saying that it might just there might just be a few things in there that the, the ladies in the group might just want to lift directly out of there so um, if you could share that with Michelle that might be useful please I, if, if I can sort of say we did actually use that as a template yeah. for running the, the Christmas festival up until um, I think was it 2018 was the last one I was involved in. Um, yeah. So I'm more than happy to share it because that is the that that was the the, the document adopted by Frodsham Town Council. Joe, thank you, Caroline. That would be appreciated if you could send it to the council as well, so that I can record it in our documents. Well, you, you, Joe, you should have it. It was a Frodsham Town Council document. Caroline, if you could send that to me, that would be really appreciated and I can put it in the files. Thank you. Thanks, Caroline. Can you, can you mark that as an, an action then, Joe, please? And then um, I'm sure Caroline will get it sent out and we can add it into the events archive if we can mark that as an action to be taken, please. Will do. Thank you. Uh, Phil, you're next. Do you want to take yourself? Yeah, there we go. I am, I am. Firstly, I'd like to say I welcome this um, this move to um, to get proper involvement with the, the Christmas Working Group and the Council. Just one 
tiny point during that presentation, it seemed to imply that the Christmas Working Group may pass some bills to FTC um, so that we could claim the VAT back. We need to be very careful there because that is actually illegal. Um, there are certain things that we can and can't do, and especially around VAT. So as a, just as Although, a point, apart from that, I think it was brilliant. Oh, great. Thank you, Phil. So just as a point of clarity on that. So as an example, um, so as I, I understand that the budget for um, 2021 is £10,000. So we wouldn't draw on the £10,000 as a grant. We would only draw on, say, £4,000 of the £10,000 and have all of the, so, you know, the first aid costs, the um, road closure costs, the permit, you know, the permit costs, all of the physical infrastructure costs of putting on the event, have those paid via FTC? Okay, yeah, that's so, fine. Yeah, yeah. So, well, well, sorry, we, I know we keep harking back to the tree. What, what I'm trying to avoid is that we pay for the tree. Actually, you've already said you're going to pay for the tree, but that's an example of where you know, we get to pay for it, so we don't. So you don't pay the VAT. Just one tricky area that we need to avoid, and I'm sorry to be so picky about it, but we need to be squeaky clean on this, as we all know. Yeah, yeah. I think, no. what, we, I think what you calculated the the sort of infrastructure cost to be, Michelle, is that it'd leave a, a surplus of about three to four grand, wouldn't it, out of that ten grand, which yeah. could which could then be left over for grants for certain certain events that might go on for the festival so um, yeah that, that was what um that was what we discussed it how, how we discussed it wasn't it really yeah and there's a whole host of factors so even where you know we even have the festival um market because depending on where we have the market then we have to hire lighting we have to have um access to electric points so there are a whole host of factors on what drive the costs up. Yeah, and you know, and then even be things this year that we need to consider, you know, will there will there need to be COVID insurance against events like this? And you know, it's added costs that we've never incurred before. And you know, um so so stuff like that, it, it's um it's all good. And there's some um really good work gone into that document to start with, and we can just see it's got a real professional approach to it, I think. I don't know if, if any other councillors have got any other questions. I don't know if any. Oh, Helen. Hi, um, and, and thanks so much, Michelle, for pulling that together. I thought it was really useful, um, very informative. Uh, just the, the question I have is whether we are able to use the expertise um, and experience of the front of the Christmas working group for other festivals that that may or not may not be um planned in fraudulent in forthcoming years or whether it's purely for christmas i think we'd have to take it on a case-by-case -case basis and just you know depending on what everybody's got on the the plate at a certain point in time yeah yeah thanks very much michelle okay and I know I've submitted it, but and we do have Sarah, I think Reese's on, Naomi and Esme, and they've all contributed to heavily to that document as well. Right. Okay, thanks, Michelle. Um, 
So the, the next item, I don't know, uh, Sarah, Naomi, has anyone else got anything to add in or has Michelle covered it all? Rita, sorry, as well. Well, okay, yeah, good, thank you. Um, so item C was then to note um, that the ticket sales uh, we spoke about last month that were generated from the online events, um, we, we've agreed that a payment was going to be made to a charity of your choice. Um, just remind me, Michelle. Claire House. Claire House. So all of, all of the income raised from uh, online events throughout the month of December through our online ticketing website, that, that's all going to be donated to Claire House. Do, do we know if that's been done yet? We haven't. So um, I know I've not yet made any requests to Joe. Okay, fine. Yeah. Because um, I think because it's only £100, if, if you, I've already approved that with Joe, so as soon as you get that in, that, that will be approved for payment, so whenever you're ready on that one. Okay. Um, to agree, any actions to be taken? So um, do we have any further actions to take at this point? No, I think um, what would be nice, Michelle, is... Um, Maybe if, if when you do meet, if any councillors did want to to meet, maybe if we could just be informed of, of when you're meeting so that they can have any input if they wanted to. Obviously not a vote, they wouldn't have a vote on your committee or anything, but um, just, just you can let us know if you want to. And one of us could try to attend where possible if, if you need any advice on anything. Okay, yeah. great. Okay. Uh, thanks. I don't know if you want to stick around or if you want to drop out. It's entirely up to you. Yeah. I know. I know you've all been working all day. You might not want to stick around. So. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your time. Thank you, thank you everyone, for your time and a good document to get us started with. Tell them, everyone, you've done a really good job. Oh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, let's move on to one, two, four then, the Festival of Walks Working Group. Um, Joe's provided us with the minutes of the meetings held. Um, as chair of the working group, I'll, I'll ask Caroline to give us a, a brief update um, and then we'll move to item B. Okay, um, thanks Ryan. Um, yeah, we, we've had quite a busy time. Um, we haven't had as many meetings as we normally do, but um, We've managed to get 10 walks together, which will go online for people to download. Um, we're now um, going to the local designer who will put the walks together um, so that there is some uniformity in their presentation. Um, we, we like the, the footprints across the pages and this kind of thing, um, because that is a sign of its Frodsham Festival of Walks. It's sort of our... Uh, our mark. Um, we've got another meeting this week um, to finalise the wording of all the walks. Um, we're not going to standardise the, the, the way in which they're written because they've been written by different people and that's the whole point. We're not really used to writing the directions of walks because normally we have leaders who take you round so there are never any instructions. All there is is a description about the walk. Um, so we're, we're well on our way with that. Um, 
some good news is we've been contacted by a lot of people about the Festival of Walks. Um, one of the, the good things is Weaver Words look as if they're going ahead in September. I assume you, most of you know about Weaver Words. It's uh, uh, held at the community centre and it's always a, an amazing event and they get some very well-known people. But they've also contacted us um, because we had proposed to them a couple of years ago um, that we did a walk um, and took in views and took in certain things. And then people went back and did some literary writing or poetry writing, and they want us to do, do it as a combined event with them. So I hope you're in agreement with that. We think it's, you know, it's, it's very good of them to want us to be part of their, their wonderful event. So it'll be another, another good landmark for, for Frodsham. Um, the other thing um, I'd like to brief you about is the Hobhay Wood Walk. Um, that is going to be checked out the day before by um, Mark O'Sullivan, who is the chair of Hobhay Wood Friends, to make sure that the walk that he has proposed through the wood um, is is okay in case we've had any bad weather, et cetera, et cetera. And what he'll do is he'll identify any hazards and put those on the website with that particular walk. Um, and um, again, should he have to modify it, he will give the best way around it. We were hoping that the contractors were starting this week um, at Hobhaywood um, to repair the footpath. In a way, we're quite quite relieved it didn't get done last year because if any of you have been down to Hobhay Wood, you'll have seen there's been a huge landslide. Um, and again, a couple of the volunteers have been very good and cut down trees. Well, cut trees that have fallen. They've uh, they've managed to move, um, but the soil is just horrendous. Um, and it really was a big landslide. Um, so yes, yeah, so. That's another good one. And just, just for information, um, there was a elm tree planted yesterday that um, Hob Haywood Friends had managed to be awarded. It was one of 30 for Great Britain, which is an elm um, that is resistant to uh, elm's disease, Dutch elm disease. So that will be coming out in Hub, the, the Nub News. Um, and you'll see a picture of uh, Tom Bushell um, and um, Mark actually planting it. Okay, are there any questions? Does anybody want to ask about any questions about the Festival of Walks? Okay, thanks very much. Thanks, Caroline. And then uh, just item B was to note that, um, again, um, it's under £500, so it's been approved by me. Uh, £100 payment to a local supplier designing an electronic leaflet, uh, which we spoke about last month, to be used on the websites and Facebook pages and things for, for people undertaking the walk. So um, I think, that has that been paid, Joe, or awaiting payment? Uh, just looking at that, yes, that's been paid. All right, thank you, Joe. Um, item 125. Uh, I'll bring you in here, Joe. There's a, a request from a resident um, to use Townfield Lane Park for Zumba classes. 
Indeed there is. You've got the details on there. It's an organisation or a group that previously used uh, Townfield Lane. I don't know whether Caroline wants to make any comment as she's a member of this group. Yes, I can do, if, um, if you like. It's just a um, an informal um, group of ladies, sometimes a gentleman or two, who get together um, and uh, we basically do Zumba in the park. Um, the instructor is licensed. She has insurance. Um, she's currently been doing it on Zoom, but it is much better in the outdoors um usually a number well the numbers can vary but if it's we're only allowed six she'll only do have six people there and i think uh, quite a lot of people well entertained they used to stand and watch what we did um so um but it, it's it's very refreshing it's it's very uplifting and um I think it will be very popular because we nobody will be able to do anything indoors. So if the town council of this I, I, last year, she did probably about 16 classes. So she's, she's well versed in what she needs to do. Um, so if the town council will endorse it, we would very much appreciate it. Thank you. Caroline, was, was this one that we spoke about last year that if I remember rightly, was it free? Yes. Well, yeah, it's, it's free, isn't it? So we, we made the distinction between, you know, this this was a free class and because there were there were other people that inquired and, and they were charging and what they were using our parks for, for free, but they were they were making money out of it. But this was totally free, isn't it? Yeah, I, there was a I thought I tried to look for it. I thought there was a protocol written, um, but I couldn't find it. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there is that somewhere. I mean, I leave it up to you as to, you know, whether you want to sign anything or what, you know, what she needs to do. But what she normally does is um, send a, an email to the town clerk telling her when she's going to do the classes, you know, what days and the times. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, if the weather's not good, she doesn't do them. It's not yeah, time, yeah, in the rain. Okay, uh, Phil. Um, I think with in, with respect to charging, what what we decided um, last year was because the economic um, environment was so sort of harsh. That even if people were, um, you know, especially startup businesses, etc., the council wouldn't levy any charge um, and just let them. I mean, monitoring it by all by all means, but as long as they're not making outlandish profits, just let them go ahead and, and encourage people to use space and um, and encourage you know young businesses or new businesses to small businesses to keep using fraudulent facilities. Can I just ask um, if there is more than one organisation wishing to use the same area at the same time? Uh, how do we set priorities? First come, first served, I would have thought. Okay, thank you. Um, that, that's where, you know, we, we had this issue last year and, you know, do, do we need some sort of policy on it? Um, if, 
if this sort of outdoor exercise and it's going to be more and more popular. Um, however, you know, we've worked with this lady before and we, we know that it's well controlled. It's all COVID controlled. So as long as it's within this committee, I'm happy to vote on it as long as the rest of members are uh, to, to go ahead and approve um, for, for it to go ahead. Yeah. And as, as long as it's right for this committee. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you want to put it to a vote. Um, all those in favour? I think that's everybody then, Joe. I don't know if you are. Can I just clarify? So, I mean, she always used to do, I think it was Tuesdays and Tuesdays late afternoon, early evening, or and Thursday late afternoon, early evening, and then Friday morning. Well, I th you know, I, I think this lady's got out of the blocks first and she's contacted Joe first, so she should get um, the priority. She, she was there first. We're, we're not making any money out of it, neither is she. So and as as far as she's as long as she's uh, liaising with Joe as she was before, uh, to ensure there's no other clashes, I, I can't see any issues with it. Is that okay with you, Joe? That's absolutely fine. And um, please refer back to the agenda where the times are stated. Thank you. Yeah. So the agenda says from the 29th of March it will be uh, Tuesday and Thursday around 5:30, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. So yeah. Okay. Uh, We'll move on to 126 um, um, post-COVID event. Um, I asked for this one on the agenda. Um, I, haven't, I don't really have a report. I just asked Joe if we could have it on really as just as an open discussion um, around if, because we budgeted for it, um, what, what do we want to do within the town when restrictions are fully lifted and, and we think that there is no likelihood of any sort of lockdown again personally I think we're still at a, a dangerous point where we've got this 21st of June date but it's still very fluid and you know we've got the children going back to school and things that I, I don't want to go out the blocks and go right 22nd of June let's get the town all all decked out and let's do let's spend six grand straight away and, and book this that and the other but let's start how do we want to plan any sort of post-COVID events in, in the town and, and what do we want them to consist of? So we've just heard from Mike and we've got some great opportunity there to work with um, a fraudulent-based organisation uh, straight away to, uh, on, on some, some great events. Um, but also there was a suggestion in there of, of forming um, a small working group um, away from this committee that could meet more regularly. I think... Uh, um, Phil first and then you, Bernie. I think um, we could use the model that, that we had going last year for the... Um, oh, what was it for? It was the BE day. day. That Mali set up, wasn't it? Yeah. We, we actually had a small working... Well, it actually grew into quite a big working group and then we had to obviously disband it yeah but we, we, I, I suspect it, I think it's a bit too early yet we need to see how the next two phases of coming out of lockdown go and if it's looking good but even then I don't think we should plan anything until 
maybe the August bank holiday weekend. Yeah. That sort of time. You know, my, um, my thinking is that, um, sorry, Bernie, you had your hand up before me. You go ahead before me. And then... I, was just, uh, I was just thinking there's, there's at least two music events planned for the end of June. Yeah. So we need to consider them. Um, even if we haven't got a date, we could discuss what kind of events we would be looking at so that we would have some kind of idea of, and then we could implement it, implement it later when we, when we do have a date. You know, um, as long as we've got a few outline ideas of what kind of thing we're, we're looking at, you know, are we going to look at an event in the middle of the village and close the, the road off or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, and um, I think, you know, that, that's what I was mindful of. It, if, you know, we, we go back to this 21st of June day, and as you said, we've got the, the event in Castle Park, we've got tributes on the hill already, uh, arranged for uh, June and July. Yeah. yeah. But we, we've got a lot going on. We don't want to saturate June and July and leave ourselves with August and September with nothing happening because I think most of the businesses are, are going to get a, a sort of post-lockdown boom anyway um, of people wanting to go out and be back on our high street and, and in our pubs and things that might we be better organising, as Bernie and Phil both said, something towards end of August, early September, when when we might be in a better position where the VR, VR number might be under control and people have had their second vaccination hopefully by then as well. So. We used to have the Frontum Carnival, I think it was the first Saturday in September, mm -hmm. but there was also lots of events that led up to that, like, I mean, I'm going back to when I was a kid, it was like the week before the Saturday, which was the, the carnival, there was all sorts of things organised with the youth club, like a pram race that used to go from Edithbury Square, right round up Red Lane, down Fluin Lane to the to the community centre. There was, you know, a, a disco on the Friday night. There was all them sort of things going on, and I just think that's a nice community thing to bring back. Yeah, because want to do something. Sorry, Joe, you're handed. Go on, and then I'll come to you, Pat. I'll say first, and then you. Sorry, sorry, Ryan, I'm just looking how to minute this, Chair. Can we confirm the actions that are to be taken on um, item B? Are we not yeah. finished yet? We haven't finished yet. We haven't quite finished. Okay. And then, um, we'll, we'll just loosely discuss it and then we'll, we'll come up with some clear actions. Do you, want, do you want to jump in, Pat? You had the hand up. I, I was just going to say I agree with Bernie because I remember bringing my children over to Frodium for the carnival. It was a really big event. Every year, there was a pearly king, wasn't it? He used to dress up, I don't know his name. John Mellor. Yeah, there was this major ex, and it was a really good day. Everybody enjoyed it. And that's what we need to get back to traditions like that, I feel, to be perfectly honest, because I think children need to remember things like that because they have vivid memories when they grow up there, don't they? And I think you don't have to spend millions and thousands. It's just not, you know, we're everybody community getting back together again, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we, we want something that broadly appeals to everybody, don't we? So, you know, we don't want to just target it at one one demographic no. of people. No. You know, either a weekend or a week long or a month long of different events. But we have the downhill yeah. race as well. I don't know whether that still goes on. I think it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So... But lots of lots of events going on that week so and I think that would be nice to spread it out 
and it was always in the evenings really so that the kids could because the kids would be back at school by then so the kids could get involved and the youth club was always involved very heavily uh, okay Caroline. yeah the downhill race is uh, in july when they have the big festival in the park mm. um mm. that's what they've done i mean i can remember the days when it was you 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 all met at the community centre and you ran up the hill and you ran down again. Yeah. I mean, it's attracted some very well-known people. I mean, I just, I remember the, the, the carnival as well, how it came up Fluin Lane. I mean, the roads were shut off um, and it was, people came from miles and miles around. I, <clears throat> I just seem to remember loads of, yeah. um, uh, not pontoons, um, yeah, they were. It was just fab, and that's when the it's when the um, fair comes. It's that weekend, isn't it? Because it started off with the fair as well. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the only reason that actually sort of died to death was lack of volunteers and the beer tent on the community centre field, because that always ended up with a lot of fighting, um, and that was really the end of it. But there's nothing to stop us doing something like that on a smaller scale this year and, and just building on it. You know, I just think maybe that would be nice. I think that we can build reputation on and, and grow it, can't we? Because, you know, yeah. I think the fact that people can just get out of the house, we're onto a winner and whatever we hold, really, I think people are going to hopefully want to get involved and, and, and be part of something because, you know, we've, we've all been stuck in for so long. So. Yeah. That was another thing, sorry, they had. They had a five-a-side football tournament as well on the field, on the community centre field. So there was lots of things going on in the week. Yeah. I endorse all of that completely. Um, I think it, it's, it's a great idea. Um, and, and carnival, kind of having a carnival-themed week um, would be brilliant. Um, but I also think as well as doing something for the residents of Frodsham, I think we need to engage with our business community as well. Um, and about how we can support our business community. And I know you said, you know, potentially as we come out of uh, lockdown and restrictions ease, they are going to get more throughput. Um, but I do think, um, you know, it'd be good to support our businesses, whichever way we can yeah. during either that week or during a period of time. Yeah, I, I think you're totally right, Helen. I know that um, Halsby have got events planned, that I think, or, or did have, uh, rough dates in and you know we don't want to clash with them either we want to make sure that we're all getting the most the most out of it so we, we need to work with our with our businesses and with our um our neighbors as well but um and I, I know that uh joe and i and judith i think it was judith um sat in a few meetings with with quack that were all about sort of post-covid recovery but that was um that was after lockdown one and we didn't really see lockdown two coming around the corner so i don't really know what what's happening with those meetings but they they did try to engage with with the local fraudulent businesses on on that so and um, that would be good phil but i've just to as joe was saying now that we move this forward i was thinking perhaps we set up a, a small working group probably chaired by yourself um to take this forward take a few of us from this committee and invite anybody else yeah, who wants to join us. Maybe know. even ask the Christmas working group if they've got any ideas and they'd like to join in this sort of activity. So shall we, um, so obviously to move into part B, it would be to agree the actions to be taken. And, uh, you know, as as Mike said, um, 
in the opportunity for the public to speak um, about forming a working group. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, an excellent idea. Um, and we can start just, yeah, you know, I, I do think we are still early, but we can start getting a rough outline of what would work, what's within our budget. Um, and, uh, you know, and also try and engage some members of the public um, with, with us on that as well. So um, maybe the youth club, especially Ryan as well. I think that's a good starting point as well. So, Joe? So in terms of minuting, this yeah. committee is going to set up a working group for a post-COVID event and invite members of the Christmas working group to be members of that group. I think and we will just invite members of the public. I don't think we'll yeah. just to the working group. Um, I don't know how we go about inviting members of the public, though, Joe. Do we do that on Facebook or do we need to do it on the website? I have no idea. I will uh, look into that. Thank you. Yeah, if, if we can maybe get you, you or Liz to put something on the website. And um, do we want to agree a date then and we'll meet to discuss further? Up to you. Who's going to, are you going to chair it, Ryan? I'm, I'm happy to for, for now if, if, if it just gets off the ground. Helen, you've got your hand up again. Yeah, just asking really as to whether you want to um, invite expressions of interest. So um, using Joe or the website, invite the expressions of interest, see what the public response is, and then you can set a date knowing full well how, how many numbers potentially you might have. Yeah, that, that's a good shout, so... Uh, shall, shall we do that via the website then uh, and give people, say, two weeks to get in touch and show some interest with us? And then, then we can... Um... I'll put a deadline of two weeks on that, thank you. All right, thank you, Joe. And then, yeah, we'll ask people to get in touch uh, with the office and we'll collate the data and we'll send some Zoom invites out to have a, a first meeting of the working group then. Is that good with everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, so as uh, leader of the working group, you'll send out a Zoom meeting once we've established members of the group. Yeah, so um, if, if you or Liz could um, do a website post to invite expressions of interest, and we, we will share it and things and put a two-week deadline on it, Joe, please. Yes, certainly. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Uh, item 127 then, uh, Clark's items. Do we have anything here, Joe? Uh, the only item I've got is to do with the uh, music festival being held in Castle Park on the 26th of the 6th, 21. And the gentleman who's arranging that, uh, previously it was booked for last year and was cancelled. The community field has been reserved for parking. The gentleman arranging it has been in touch with the community centre and they're still amenable for the field to be used for parking. So just a note, really. Okay. okay. Is that everything then? It is, thank you. So the next, the date of the next meeting of the events committee will be the 11th of May, but we will try to meet with the subcommittee uh, well before that then, and we can report back to the events committee at the meeting in May. Thank yeah, you. We, All right, thank you everyone. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Ryan, as chair, are you happy for me to close the meeting? Yes, thank you, Joe. Right, okay, thanks.